0: Okie dokie. Let me check a couple things first and then we'll get started. Making sure that this stream is looking good. Making sure Discord can hear me. Yeah, I think we're good to start. Okay, so for, (laughs) hi by the way, Uh, for this week's stream, we're probably going to be talking about, or we are going to be talking about mental health. Um, The reason why I added in probably is because I didn't know if I was going to be, I might get a little sidetracked on this specific topic. wait a minute. Okay, this is kind of weird. Hold on. We'll get started. Okay, I don't know why the the live streams a little messed up at the moment. Chat rate, there's a chat rate, huh? Even though I exclusively said there's no live chat. I'm going to lose my mind <laughs> about some of these. This shit. It's like, I turned chat off. So how how are people chatting? And you know what's really bad? Is that I feel like it's going to be those trolls on the internet. Who just spam, like, pretty relentless shit. Ugh. That's a bummer. I, I just wish YouTube was easier to manage here. Like, as a content creator yourself, like, it's hard to... To do moderation of both the channel at the same time, right? So it's, it's difficult to manage it all when you're just a solo run. But hey, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Anyways, um, I'm not gonna worry about that anymore. Uh, let's, let's actually get on with the podcast material for today. So, in terms of this week, I guess I came to a bunch of realizations. This week was probably the worst in terms of productivity at my workplace, but then it was actually maximum productivity in my class. So my class is doing really well. I got like my midterms back. We're about like six weeks out or sorry, we're six weeks, six weeks in with two, two weeks out uh, before like the end of the quarter class has been going great. My weight has been stable. I'm not too proud of the like new exercise habits that I'm doing. But um, I guess I did talk about it last week, how my energy's been dropping generally. And it, it I don't think that has anything to do with... Um, I don't think that has anything to do with things that I'm in control of. Like, yeah, I could sleep more, whatever. Yeah, I could play games more or play games less, exercise more, eat healthier, whatever. What's done is done, and I I just kind of have the mentality that I did what I needed to do to get by, and as of right now, I'm at, like, a pretty comfortable spot. Um, I've toned down my exercise habits a bit. I'm only doing about, like, an hour on average each day. There are some days where I've just taken straight breaks, and I, I feel like those are justified. Like, my body was extremely tired like going from day to day like i'd be pretty much passing out at work most of the time cuz it's i don't know it's just there's little engagement between me and the team sometimes um my coworker is brilliant so he's off doing like he has multiple responsibilities on the team so far um and yeah i've just been chugging away at my own responsibilities and those have been those have been going okay but yeah he's it's it's been pretty toned down considering most of the project that we were assigned to do was done so now we're just waiting around for other moving pieces to get to the point where we can start integrating things in that's not to say our complete project is finished but the bulk of our work in order to start testing to get things um To get some assurance out of the code that we're we're using we can use it for future implementations and make sure that it's uh, that other people can modify it in the future it's just it's a big process and there's not too much of a time strain restraint on that Um, since we got the whole like the whole application functional anyways we don't have to there's nothing else that's time pressing I mean, in the end, we'll want to get those other things done. But yeah, it's been very mellow at work for this week in particular. But now, like during this week, since there's been a huge shift in how I've been treating or like addressing my responsibilities, it's been, I I think this is going to be like the test of a two week period where I need to figure out. Whether or I just need to finish out like school strong i th- I think that's really my shift in attention here. Um, the summer class has been shortened down by four weeks. I think a quarter is usually twelve, something like that, yeah, yeah, somewhere around like twelve weeks is how much a quarter is, and we've been we've condensed the summer quarter down to eight. For this one specific class. So we're like learning on turbo. Essentially. And balancing that between my job. And then also the hour and a half workouts. That I usually do. It just hasn't been working out. So it's been a big shift. Whew. In how I've been treating working out. But then also. Um, my my class. So trying to ba- balance it all. has been difficult. But. It's getting better. Uh, but I'm more forgiving towards myself is really the the real reason why I shared that that answer or shared that story. Because um, I, I think I was bashing myself on the head way too much for not being able to manage everything. Like, I didn't have the balance down as much as I thought I did. Um, and I think the balance was like eating... The way that I previously balanced it was eating away at me. So... I think it's I think it's time that I've made the shift towards something that I could be more well something that my body can agree with as well as my own goals that I have for myself. This is not like I'm dropping exercise altogether as much as as much as these couple breaks this <laughs> this past week has suggested. But you know I'm still carrying out the responsibility like once every two days for sure like for sure. And if not, it's like either half my workout or a third of my workout or two thirds of my workout. So I'm I'm still putting in the response. Or I'm still holding myself accountable for um, putting in the effort. And that that was actually another topic that I wanted to get into, not today, but another day. I have it written down with how to hold yourself responsible um, and the journey that I went through for doing that. And I'm sure. I'm sure all the other co-speakers could also talk on behalf of that, too. Um, I, just haven't, I just haven't come around to getting that set up. Um, we'll figure it out eventually, though. Okay. So, for today, um, oddly enough, I watched a mental health video provided by the company that I work for and it's refreshing to hear people talk about mental health um, especially in a corporate setting because that's how you know that they've perfected the okay so uh, I'm gonna start off with this I feel like mental health is a hard thing to talk about because there's you have to you have to be precise and clear about how you convey topics so that it can't be misread represented in the future for someone else and it's very particular because the way that your words are are interpreted can affect drastic decisions on their irrational thinking and so you don't want to test around with how you talk about mental health because it could be very um, it could be insensitive to say something a certain way to someone and that could put them over the irrational edge to do something even more irrational and that's like the worst thing that you can do when you're trying to help someone out but well i mean that's that's everyone's fear who's trying to help out people who are who are dealing with mental health issues because you don't want to downplay it and you don't want to i don't know you just you just don't want to do something wrong that could change the balance and how they've been living life to where they, they do something drastic to, to themselves or whatever. So when I was watching this video, it was actually with a psychiatrist. Um, and she went about, uh, talking about like her journey of mental health and how like COVID related to the change in her mental state. Um, so there's like a clear before and after and that that that's pretty consistent i would say with most people that i've i've talked with there's this general change this general shift between the mental health before covid hit and the mental health afterwards and frankly i'm one of those people who didn't actually suffer too much from the covid hit in fact i think it was beneficial for me to do so i think that I think the environment that COVID put me in allowed me to thrive in the areas where I couldn't without COVID. And that's where it's not that I'm thankful for that. It's, it's like, that's just the conditions of the learning environment and the work environment that benefited me in the ways that I wanted to benefit or in the ways that I wanted to live for myself. So for example, all this remote learning has been phenomenal i learn pretty much at my own pace i don't even have to be engaged in the class most of the time like some of the concepts that i'm learning while in class is not that important for four hours of my attention so it's it's and like when you're in person you can't drift your attention away from from like the actual class like you have to be present when you're in class and yeah that works for some people but i mean I come from a background where, like, I'm mostly self-learning anyways because, I mean, my job after the, after the fact has been primarily self-learning or learning with other people. It's not like learning from a classroom setting and figuring out how to get things set up on my computer or how to do things for, like, specific code. It's all trial and error from the internet. And that's just how you learn when it comes to, like, software development. And and honestly, in general, like, if if you need to learn something about, like, a cooking recipe, you just look it up. Like, you don't need a fucking class where you spend four hours just listening in on the different recipes that half of them you won't even care about in the future anyways. So, that's why I think, like, the classroom setting is just not, I don't know, it's, like, the institution's work for some people and works optimally for some people it's not optimal for me though and the measurements of success are based on how well you do in that classroom setting and not do you have the potential to be smart or to to be knowledgeable of this content and that's why i think there needs to be a shift in the education system to be more um more accessible for each type of learner, but that's a completely different different setting. COVID. So with COVID, um, like some people have stayed away from like the social aspects of or the social activities that they would do with their network, um, and I I would say a lot of people probably use that as the biggest change that covid put on their lives for their mental health for me i was already like i was always on discord anyways so when i'm on here i'm just waiting around for my friends to get on and then we just hang out or play games together like over just a server so in that regard i didn't actually lose anything i was still in the environment that i wanted to be in and if anything i was in my environment more so I was extremely happy with the kind of change that COVID put on the world. Because the conditions that I was already comfortable with were now enforced. So. The psychiatrist was talking about how the social activities that she used to do. Were no longer a part of her regular routine. Post-co- well, during COVID. And... The person that the person that she was talking to was didn't actually claim if social activities were um was something that he was dependent on in the past, but he did mention that his like uh I think his daughters were seeking therapy. And it, it wasn't that like they were doing something with the intent that or with the conditions that they were in a bad mental state. I think they just needed to have someone to talk to and talk to openly. Um, Which is weird, because how do you define therapy by that point? Do you just need to have like a good friend where you're able to talk to anyone about anything about? Is that the goal of therapy at that point? Or should therapy be considered the... um, Should be considered a problem that is there and should be fit and should be considered as a solution for that problem because in her in like the daughter's case right it's like you could either base it off of those two situations or those two conditions the daughter is or the daughters are in a problematic situation mentally or they're not in a problematic situation mentally the father is worried that they will be in one based on how everyone else is feeling. Which also sets up how people have been addressing mental health in general anyways. Because so many people have been open about, oh, this is making me feel bad, or I'm not feeling myself currently, or I'm not being very energetic because like, things are bothering my mental health, you know, whatever. I think a lot of people have started to take a look at themselves and have been doing this reflection process about whether they're, what they're doing is meaningful. And I think that's been like the biggest shift. Well, it's a normalized shift that I think most of Americans, well, not most of American, but like a population of American society has been doing. And I I just probably branched out more than that, but I think social media has been uh, pushing this trend of, like, mental health, whatever, whatever. But the only reason why I kind of downplay that situation is because I feel like the reflection piece isn't actually accurate with how people should be feeling. Because... Like, you see this with, sometimes with, like, the, um, with, like, plus-size, it's not really plus-size models, but the idea of, of praising bad health as, or, like, bad health, um, as, like, being yourself. It's, like, go be yourself, like, fine, whatever. People can interpret someone being praised on the internet for being, like, plus-size as a, reason to be plus size because you're seeing that action as if they're being rewarded for doing something bad for themselves and that's not to say that like every plus size person can't I mean it's an obvious distinction but I have to say it anyways like not everyone can help whether or not they're obese or whether or not they're overweight whatever What you can do is do the best you can to moderate your weight to be the person that you want to be. And that you should be proud of. But you shouldn't be proud of the identity that you are overweight. Or that, like, you enjoy food so much in an uncontrollable fashion to where your body is suffering with physical health and mental health for that much. It's like, These, this, these conditions should not be normalized. And the same way that I don't think mental health is being normalized in the right way either. I think people are talking about mental health, like, oh, you need to be accommodating for mental health people or people who are struggling through mental health in general. But that, that's not the case at all. Like you should, you need to be holding people responsible to the most that they can manage. It's It shouldn't be you take off all responsibility for the other person at the time. Like, there needs to be a track to see things get better. And just because you claim that you're suffering from, like, mental health in the moment doesn't mean you should be granted forgiveness. I think it's a tragedy that you're going through, like, a depressive episode or, like, a sad episode. But it's also your job to make sure that you're pursuing forward. In a fashion that's at the right pace for you. You can't just stand up after falling back down or like breaking a leg. You need to let the process go through at the rate at which you can't like in which your person can manage it. So don't get up too fast and don't stay down for too long. Like, know when you're, hold yourself accountable to the process of of getting better. And that's not to say that, okay, when I take a look at myself and the process that I went through, hell no, I could hold myself accountable to standing back up in the way that put me at a functional human being again. So maybe it's unfair for me to say that, but I don't think it's, hmm. I don't think it's in your best interest to completely let go of responsibility. Because you shouldn't be burdening someone else with that responsibility for your entire life. I think you should temporarily, but you need to be holding yourself responsible for when you take that responsibility back. And maybe I'll just end it at that. Anyhow, all this spewed off from um, how how the daughters are being, like, forced into the situation where they're openly talking with the therapist and they're not necessarily in a problem situation. And that's that's hard to think about, right? Because the situation that the family is now in, or, like, a family of this similar situation would be in, they're paying for a service where they're not really getting anything out of it. It's just like a maintenance thing, and that's hard to do. The hardest thing about mental health is how do you measure it, and how do you measure the terms of success, and how do you measure the terms of failure? You know the terms of failure when they're at the drastic position, and that's when you know it needs to be fixed. But how do you, how do you justify when the problem gets too out of hand? How do you identify if there's a problem to begin with? And so that's why always having this consistent dialogue between yourself and probably a professional and a professional who can draw those measurements out for themselves through, through dialogue is probably the best way to go about managing the mental state of somebody else. However, talking about yourself is like, I mean, I already did a segment on the complexity of communication anyways, which, I mean, my thoughts on that is it's hard to be open with yourself when you don't feel, well, not everyone is comfortable with talking with a stranger and not everyone is even comfortable talking about themselves. Not everyone is comfortable or even aware of how to express themselves in a meaningful way that that justified or it's not justified, but that accurately represents their mental state at the time. And so there's so many factors with trying to identify a problem that may or may not be there, and that's such a hard task for the psychiatrist psychologist to figure out. It's like, is there even a problem there? Well, I mean, everyone's individualistic. On or everyone is unique with how they express the full combination of, of their experiences through their words, which is, which has a gap between what they exp- what they actually experience. So it's, and not everyone is willing to be to make you full use of the time in an effective manner. So it's hard. I think he's doing the right thing if that's putting his mind at ease that his daughters are at least within arm's reach in case some things start going south. And I think that that's probably the best that he can manage from that. You know, if I was a parent, I don't know if I would do that. I, I wouldn't know what the best way is. I'd have to... I'd have to talk with my significant other about that problem whenever that happens. But, yeah, I don't know if I want to have that decision with someone else. I mean, I'd like to be that person, but I think I also need to come to terms with that I don't know everything. Well, obviously I don't. But, like, as much as I want to be the provider for, for like, mental health stability, I don't think that's a provider role that I can do. And I think I think you actually have to humble yourself to that. How do you how do you identify whether or not you can correctly identify when someone's going through a hard time? I mean there are obvious visible indicators of that, but as a non-expert myself, it's not like I know everything that an expert might know. I mean, I might know more than an expert, which Is probably a 10% situation out of a 90% chance Um, so it's probably better to put the faith in someone else who knows what they're doing Um, especially when the life of someone you care about is on the line so maybe maybe that's something that I will do in the future I think yeah I think I just need to come to terms with the kind of expenses that or rather i'd have to figure out the details of how that all works out but but yeah that is quite a financial investment hopefully the insurance that i will have in the future will do very good coverage over like mental health um checkups okay that was a weird segment i move on now <laughs> um Well, I guess this moves on into the the next point of how accommodating should companies be for employee mental health. And the company that I work for, like, um, I'm guessing pays for the mental health checkups with the the male speaker um, or the employee speaker. I think that's great. Um, Though I don't imagine that I'll be sticking around this company for too long. Depending on, like, the opportunities in the future, I guess we'll find out. But ethically, should the company be in charge of providing, or should the company keep in mind mental health as high as it should be held? Um, And I, I guess that depends on, well, I know, like, mental health was more up to the individual probably in the past before it started affecting companies in a negative way when things got out of hand. And I think that's when companies started to actually care about mental health and their employees. Um, And I I think that trend has been over the past 20-ish years. So I think for right now, it's at a good spot in the more modern companies who can afford to spend that time or pay attention to that aspect of their employees' lives. And generally, I think they should care. From a financial standpoint, you want to get the most money out of your employees. So paying attention to their mental health and making sure that they're that they're getting checkups when needed will optimize their productivity. And that it that just means more money for the company in turn for the company. So I think in general, companies should care in that sense. I mean that from a financial standpoint, yes. From, like, a, I don't know, from, like, an actual human heart perspective, uh, I don't know, I guess it'd be up to, like, whoever's in charge of that. I think think that's something they should just care about in general, because I think that also shows that you have a dedication for your employees and the well-being of your employees, but... I know enough companies out there that aren't like that, (laughs) so. As much as I'd want an employer to do that for me, I know it's still, like, transitioning in. And it probably won't transition all the way in either. But people do have a choice of where to work. So hopefully, uh... Hopefully that threatens some of the big companies who don't pay attention to mental health. will do it in the future. Alright, so this is going to be like a little more generic. Um, and I think I had some thoughts in my mind about how this was supposed to go. I'm planning on ending this segment within like the next 20 minutes though. I I mean, we'll see how it goes, but I didn't think it was going to last that long. Um, so yeah, let's get into this, this next portion and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my mindset as I was asking these questions. So why is mental health a hot topic? Um, so I think before I talked about how it's something, it's so touchy that it's, you don't want to deal with the consequences if you do something wrong when you talk about it. Because there's levels of insensitivity as well as um, thresholds that you might be crossing if you say something. It's such a volatile conversation to have that you just, it's better to just not have it. And I think that's why it's such a hot topic. Because, like, I mean, everyone has these moments of where they need to reflect on themselves because they're unhappy about where they're currently at. And so they want to make some shifts in their lives. But sometimes you just don't know how to go about that. And sometimes it's just a problem that you just deal with. And you don't have any solutions for it. And you just suffer through the problem-solving process. And the current implementation of how you're living your life. Until you start decreasing in productivity. Because it doesn't feel meaningful to you anymore. And so I think that's a general experience that people are having and that's why i think mental health is coming out more and more because people are starting to reflect as i already said it before like at the beginning um i ask what is the bigger problem and i I think it is the experience portion so the way that you're experiencing life is currently at a point where you don't feel like it's meaningful to you. And so you start putting out some of the things that don't feel meaningful to you until you actually do nothing. And that's, that's kind of where the, that's the lowest where it goes. And then you start transitioning from this idea of, well, doing nothing is also meaningless to me as well. So what could something meaningful be? And unfortunately, a lot of people make the decision to to attempt suicide as like the last meaningful act of what they can do. Because they think their act is going to be more meaningful than their existent, than their continuing existence. I think that's generally where it comes to. And of course, I can't speak for everyone because I'm just a single person. But from what I've seen and how I've talked with people, the experiences that they've shared with me, that's the kind of general general experience that I've abstracted that to. And it's not pretty. The way that some people talk about mental health, though, just feels like it's a temporary thing. I don't actually think mental health is a temporary problem. I think it's the permanent problem that you deal with all the time. You just have the means and the information and the perspectives about life that changes it so you feel like life is worth living or worth more living. Like, you don't have to think about like why is life not worth living when you always have an answer of well i have this this and this i have my friends i've got i've got games i've got discord people to hang out with after after school i have people to hang out with after work i'm doing well with life you know you have reasons to conquer that specific question when you're doing the reflection process over your, over how you're spending your time. So I think the the problem is always there. You just need to make sure you have things to counter that answer or to counter that question with. And sometimes that's hard because that list is very volatile too. So say if you have one friend who, I don't know, like just chooses not to be your friend anymore and does like a pretty big backstabbing thing, like one of the big reasons of why you think like life is worth living. Now all of a sudden you get that shift. You got to make sure that you're strong enough with some of the other answers that you have in there so that you're not convincing yourself that life is actually in fact not worth living now that you don't have that added answer in there and that's hard it takes a lot of courage and strength to just suffer through um (laughs) suffer through life when you don't have when you have less answers in there sometimes you get to a point where like i don't know you lose everything you actually lose everything you first had a house and now it's gone because you can't pay for it anymore because covid hit and work conditions changed family dies all your friends are out doing irresponsible shit. It's like, where do you go when you lose everything? You might as well be dead, right? Or is it the memories that you had of what made life worth living? A reason for you to continue living. some people deal with that and then I think others make the choice that that's not enough it's tough man it's tough man I mean I would say that's like I mean I already failed (laughs) failed that myself like how do how do i continue yeah i don't know it you have to keep up the barrier for yourself that there or keep reminding yourself that there's people out there there's you have the network you have the potential in the future to be someone better you there's a lot of things that you're living for all the time you just can't forget that that's the case and a lot of people will tell you i didn't forget i'm just choosing to give up on it and that's just I don't know. That that's really the accurate mentality that they have which leads them to like places where they unfortunate places. Yeah. But yeah, the the reflection process consists of this constant cycling, cycle of questions. Or actually it's the same question, really. Are the conditions of today worth living? what i worded out in the outline and i think that's that's probably the most accurate version of the kind of question that you ask when you're in a depressed state it's like i'm losing productivity because i don't feel like the conditions of today are worth like suffering through with my effort and i feel like that's a trending behavior i think okay so knowing that like depression rates are increasing suicide rates are increasing how does that all play together with the modern day society why is that like a new modern problem is it because there's no potential for any of the candidates i mean when you take a look at social media right and we already talked about this in a different podcast too but Oddly enough, these all mix in together to to the same point. But you take a look at social media, right? People are posting on there and getting interaction in excessive numbers than than the majority of the population on any social media does. They get all this attraction, all this interaction, um, and they post things that are meaningful to them. So they're rewarded by being themselves with attention and interaction. Whereas if you were to do the same thing, if you're a part of the, I don't know, like 99% of the social media users, you don't get that same level of interaction or attraction to your persona, your internet persona. So already there, there's like a, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't take a genius to know that you're, (laughs) that you're not going to be, get like the same interaction as say other people would on the internet. So already there's like some value system to how you, how you pursue your time and how you pursue your outward appearance and it's like knowing that you're not going to grow from from average Joe to celebrity status is that are you inspired or uninspired by that and I think a lot of people would be uninspired but uninspired on the spectrum of On the extreme side of the spectrum but say if social media wasn't there to begin with you'd just be ignorant of how your social status compares to other people in the world and i think social media is one of the is at the forefront of providing that information or that clarity of where you stand social status world in the world and that's hard to take in i feel like well i mean celebrities were always a thing right but it's not it's easy to know how okay it was harder to know how much traffic those people were getting without social media when there's actual metrics to measure how much traffic they're getting on social media now whereas before it was just like you had to be there to know (laughs) whether or not they were like an appreciated um entity or person so so i think social media is like one of the the big factors as to It's a humbling experience to look at social media and be like, wow, there are people out there who get a lot of traffic and love, and when I compare that to myself, I don't get shit. Is that meaningful to me? How extreme should I take that idea? Or how extreme should I take that response back from the market that this other person is worth more than I am? On the measurement of, they get more everything. So okay, I'm noticing a couple typos in my <laughs> in my outline, and I'm not too proud of it. Anyways, I think I'm going to get into this last segment, and then I'll probably call it it a podcast for today. Um, So the last point that I have in here is, do you have a choice in living in the conditions you can't control? So imagine this, right? You can either be a farmer back in, like, the 1600s, or you could be, like, modern-day... 2021 COVID living motherfucker who do, who's jobless and just going off of like the government um government unemployment like which which is the better one to live in and the answer is you can't answer that because you don't get a choice What you can choose is whether or not like the conditions when you're a farmer in the 1600s or the conditions of being unemployed in 2021 your choice is do you want to deal with that experience or do you not and i think that's really the the kind of question that you're prompted with it goes hand in hand with are the conditions of today worth living I think the opportunities from one point to another changes drastically. Like the conditions of today is you get the benefits of all technology in the world. That's like pretty modern and pretty awesome. It's the new age of the internet. Things are going great. And then there's going to be a day where things start going downhill. um, And then your identity is being compromised. You're losing everything that was valuable to you. Do you have a say in whether or not you want to deal with that? And should other people respect your decision if you don't want to? I think I'll leave on that dark note. <laughs> but thanks for listening for today. Um, I I just wanted to make this like a first iteration of the mental health topic. I think there's going to be other portions where or other segments where I do the same thing. Um, the reason why I have it indexed is because I have a feeling I'll probably come back to this. This is the current way that I'm thinking about mental health, um, and that's not to say everything was everything that I actually think about was said in here, but I think this is a pretty good starting point to how I wanted to address like mental health in general, the conversation around it. Um, I think I would want to. Listen in on someone's feedback and then give feedback to what I think about their perspective on mental health. That that'll probably be the next time that I talk about this topic again. But until then, thanks for hanging out. Uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. I don't know what I'll be doing. We might have Alon do the music, uh, music listening activity i don't know i'll I'll have to talk with him in the future but yeah i'll see you guys